Welcome back to the Onside Podcast. I'm John, a.k.a. Vince Staples. Obviously, anybody who got any type of problem or anything Vince Staples do, for one, I'm sorry if I ever hurt your feelings. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And for two, do something or suck my dick. You know, I always find it interesting when, like, performers respond to hecklers because it's like, it's like a, a line you kind of have to toe somewhat. It depends. Because mostly, like, you see this with comedians, right? Uh, comedians responding to hecklers. And those are usually the funniest ones because, I mean, they're comedians. Like, they're supposed to be funny. And so, like, you know, when, when they, when they you know, go back at them, respond to them or whatever, a lot of times it's pretty hilarious. But, like, it's towing the line of just, like, straight-up bullying. <laughs> Like, you have to, like, in, insult them, I guess, to the point to make them feel ashamed for heckling you. But if you go too far, then you're just, like, a dick. So, like, <laughs> it's, like, an interesting interesting balance there. Like, honestly, I don't think I could ever do it. Like, I, I could never. Because, A, I would either, like, actually, no, I probably wouldn't lock up for the most part. Because when it comes to, like, responding to people I'm usually pretty quick with it but like I guess you could say B uh when it comes to stuff like that like I take it way too far like (laughs) every single time I take I take it way too far like that's just me man (laughs) that's just me like because if we're really like going back and forth like really John like yeah I'll take it way too far I'll go places you didn't expect, bro. I'll call you out on everything and anything. Talk about every part. Like, <laughs> every aspect of your life is now about to be under fire. I mean, if we're just, like, joking about and whatnot, of course, I'm not going to take it too far. But in a situation with, like, a heckler, right? Take that pretty seriously. And I would try to, I would try my best to light them up. <laughs> then I would get canceled for being too mean. But, hey, that's why I'm not in that position. Either way, it is is Friday, July 23rd, hopefully have an absolutely amazing day, as always, uh, for the first time in like, I think 14 or 15 days, it did not rain, it's actually really sunny today, it was kind of funny, I made a joke yesterday about how like I haven't seen the sun in so long, well, sun came out today in full freaking force, it went from like, being 78 degrees for the past couple of days because of all the rain to being 94 degrees literally in one day like <laughs> i mean you take the good with the bad right you don't want it being too hot air rains it cools down but you don't like it raining so it stops raining it gets hot again you know you can't can't have both you can't have your cake and eat it too until like late august when it's not raining and it's a nice cool 70s 70s are like the best weather it's just so gorgeous when it's like in the 70s you go out and have fun you don't get cooked outside and yet you still get the warmth of the sun enough warmth to, to wear shorts a t-shirt or even put on some jeans without like your jeans sticking to your body from all the sweat yeah it's it's, it's good weather i love the fall <laughs> i love the fall like, spring is great because it's almost like fall, but spring, it just rains too much. So that kind of ruins it all. Fall is just perfect. Not too much rain. Perfect weather. Leads you into winter, which is the greatest season, actually. I love winter so much. Because it's so cold. 
And then also days are shorter, nights are longer. I love that. <laughs> I like it when the sun goes down at like six o'clock, not now when it goes down at like freaking nine fifteen. That's stupid, labor. Like I'm about to go to bed at nine. I'm still looking at the sun coming through my windows. To be fair, should I be going to bed at nine? Probably not. It's a little bit too early, but still, like, come on now. <laughs> not a fan of that. Uh, but yeah, hopefully you're having an absolutely amazing day. I said that with a lot of emphasis because I got distracted by notification. Uh, what was I about to say about my day? Oh, yes. Yes, yes. I had a pretty uh, interesting driving experience today. So, like, I had a pickup from a shopping area. Uh, and, like, this shopping area is, like, off of a major road. And so, there's only one place that you can exit if you want to make a left. There's three exits. Uh, two of them are right turn only, but you want to make a left across the major road. You got to go to this one exit because it's the only one that has a light. Uh, and so I make my way over there after picking up the food and, uh, there were two cars already there waiting to turn left. So I get behind the second car, of course. And after a couple minutes, like the cars start pawing up behind me as well. And like the light just never changed. And at first I was thinking the light was like probably just green right before I pulled up. And like it's a major road and we're coming out of a shopping area. So, of course, that road would have priority. It would be a pretty long light cycle. So, like I assumed that like it was going to change. It was just going to take a couple minutes because it probably was just green. Uh, but then after like five minutes of waiting, I realized this was not the case. <laughs> The light was just straight up not changing. And I was so confused. I was like, why is this happening? Like, are we just going to stand here forever? But then I kind of figured the reason why this is happening is because the first car probably has not pulled up far enough to trigger the sensor. And so the light is not changing because the light thinks that there are no cars coming out of the exit. Because this light, I'd assume, is not time-based it's sensor-based well it's somewhat time and sensor-based but it's gonna keep letting the major road go until it detects cars coming out and then it'll stop that road to let you out so because that car never pulled up far enough all of us are just camping out there because we can't make a left turn and you can't make i mean you could make a right turn you could pull out there and make a right turn before i had to go making a right turn was not an option so i had to just wait there and it's like you couldn't honk your horn because I couldn't confirm that that was the reason why that was happening. Because, like, the angle of the slope that we were on, you can't really see uh, that far ahead of you to see, like, how far that guy's pulled up. And so, of course, like, no, none of us, me, no one behind me honking the horn or anything like that. We just kind of have to camp it out because, like, we're not sure what, the, what like, the real reason is. Uh, we ended up waiting that light for almost 10 freaking minutes. Okay, there's no reason for anyone to be waiting at a light for 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> that is stupid. Like, it was just absolute insanity. The dude just did not want to pull up. I don't know. Like, the thing is, if I was in that position, after like one, two, three minutes of waiting, I would just start inching forward just to make sure, like, you know, it saw me or something like that. Like, if not after five minutes, you should probably assume that, like, you're doing something wrong, 
Like, I don't know what was going on that he just was cool with waiting for 10 minutes before realizing he should pull up. Once he pulled up, too, the light changed literally like 15 seconds after that. Like, (laughs) it was the dumbest thing I've ever experienced. Like, I don't understand if it was just like, I can't say he's not paying attention because, like, surely he was paying attention enough to realize the light was still red. But, like, come on, man, that long before even attempting to inch up a little bit, that's just, it's kind of ridiculous, bro, like, you're just gonna camp out there, think nothing of it, kind of ridiculous, uh, but hey, man, people are people, I did take that time, though, uh, it went on, like, this really interesting, wild thought train, I guess you could say, I don't want to say train of thought, so, like, I say, there's a, the way I see it, right, you have train of thought, and like a thought train, right? Because like I, when I hear train of thought, I think of like one thought. You know what I'm saying? Like like you're thinking of one thing, right? But like a thought train would be like a bunch of different thoughts, but they're all chained together, like a train. Every like I whenever I whenever I keep saying thought train, I'm just in my head. I'm just thinking T H O T train. <laughs> And I'm like, it's this not what I mean. I know the intentions of what I mean are probably understood, but like, I just, I don't know. I can't say the word thought anymore. Like to think, like <laughs> without just thinking of thought. T H O T. But either way, yeah, I had a pretty interesting thought train. Uh, as of late, right, I've been getting like really deep in like particle physics and stuff like that since like YouTube keeps recommending me all these videos on physics it's like it's like i always get recommended a bunch of physics videos because i just like watching physics videos and physics lectures and whatnot and it's like after like a week or so of being recommended like a certain area of physics it's like youtube just decides okay time for you to switch subjects or switch areas and it'll start recommending me a different area just randomly and i'll just get deep into that one uh and so for like the last couple of days I've been getting a lot of, like, particle physics videos. So, I've been, like, heavy into particle physics, watching all the videos, watching all the lectures, doing a little bit of side research as well, because it's pretty interesting stuff. Uh, And, you know, who doesn't like to know stuff? I love knowing stuff. (laughs) So, I just, you know, I keep going with it. But uh, I watched a lecture about electrons and their properties, right? And that's what I was thinking about. Because it was a really interesting talk because everything that he was saying pretty much goes directly against everything you learn in school which i mean makes sense because like in school you're not going into like in-depth physics you learn the basic level of levels of physics because none of us are going to become physics majors from freaking high school (laughs) but yeah so like what he was talking about you know he was going a lot more in depth in the electron talking about all the different properties and stuff and it was a pretty uh interesting conversation to say the least uh but as i was waiting at this light i was just thinking about it and i was kind of like explaining it to myself because that's how you know if you actually understand something if you can actually explain it so i was just like talking about it to myself just you know saying what like i remembered and what i know about the topic and it get to i got to a point like a couple minutes into this i was like okay hold on now so i hear what i'm saying about all this stuff, I'm practically just regurgitating what this dude has said, so, like, 
what is an electron? Like, like to define, describe an electron, right? And I'm like, okay, so an electron is like a, a, a spinning ball, except it's not a ball and it doesn't spin. Like, <laughs> and, and I, just, I, I had to pause for a second because like, I mean, that's pretty much exactly what this dude was saying in the lecture. I mean, the spinning ball electron, like that's how electrons are always described. Like if you look at like your typical model of an atom, like get the ones you see in like your school text or high school text, whatever, they're balls, right? And so you, you think of an electron as like a spinning ball and those are a good way to describe them. But based off of their actual properties, they're not balls, nor do they spin, but they still have spinning properties. It didn't make sense. It just didn't make sense. <laughs> like, it's, I was like, this is why I can't, I can't do anything with it. I can't pursue physics because like, it just doesn't make sense. Like you, you will think you understand everything and then something new gets added to it and everything is just ruined. It doesn't make sense. But because I was having this thought, this, this thought process of like physics doesn't make sense. I started going down like the rabbit hole of just like st stuff that doesn't make sense in physics just to make myself feel good about this not making sense. And so I was like, I mean, look at super positioning, right? With the whole Schrodinger and whatnot. If you, you can't determine what position something is or what, what state something is in until you observe it. So until you observe it, it's in both states at the same time, which then leads you or led me into like this really like crazy fringe, like somewhat, it's not a conspiracy theory. <laughs> Cause I was conspiracy. It's, it's, it's a physics theory, but it's like not highly touted and kind of wacky and probably not true, but that's what a theory is. But it's like called quantum immortality where it essentially it's like, do you currently exist and you will forever currently exist and you have always existed like infinitely <laughs> and so essentially it's like with the quantum mechanics i really can't get too much detail about it because i don't have that much detail about it there's not a lot you can find out about quantum immortality but like it's just like Essentially, you just permanently exist from the beginning of everything to the end of everything. You just exist, right? And so it got me kind of thinking, what if you could jump to another point of your existence, right? Like just taking that whole theory as truth, hypothetically speaking, right? Hypothetically speaking, like you could... It's somewhat like time traveling in a sense, except you're not technically traveling anywhere. You're just like inhabiting yourself at an earlier point of your theoretically infinite existence. But that then led me to ask myself, so if I could go to any point in time of my infinite existence, where would I go? And I was like thinking under the constraints of like going back in time. So like somewhat like it would be like time travel, except I would just technically already existed in that time. Does that make sense? Hopefully it does. But like that was the thought process. That was the question I asked myself, right? I was thinking pretty hard about this. And at this point, the light had already turned green. I was just so deep into this <laughs> train of thought. Like I was just running with it. But like I was thinking really hard about like where I would go, right? Like, like what time 
in the timeline would I go to in the past or whatever? And I was like, I would kind of want to go to the 70s or like the 80s because like, those are like pretty fun times, pretty dope times. Like just like the stuff you see about those times, just the, the way things were, things are fun. I was like, that's like a really fun time to exist in. Then I paused for a second and I realized something. I'm black. So like, had to add a little caveat to that. If I was not black, <laughs> I would have loved to go back. I would love to go back to like the 70s or 80s because like, I mean, being black in that time probably wasn't that that fun with everything that was going on. Uh, so that would probably ruin the trip. But, you know, hypothetically, <laughs> that would be dope. Cause, I mean, like with with without that or with that being included i think i'm just perfectly fine where i'm at in the timeline i mean like sure like there's still racism and stuff now but at least now the people that you know subscribe to that thinking they're mostly low-key about it like back in the day they were brazen with it like they just (laughs) hey they were just straight up with it they're straight up with everyone uh so like yeah (laughs) needless to say it was quite the mental journey i was thinking about this like the entire time i was delivering the food and that was what like a 15 minute drive not including the 10 minutes of waiting at the light so for about 25 minutes i went from thinking about electrons to racism in the 70s (laughs) this is why i called it thought train it was just a chain of thoughts 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 yep let's hop into this episode (laughs) so by the time you hear this episode, uh, the Olympics would have already started because they technically start t- today. I always struggle when it comes to timing with things. Yes, today when you're hearing this episode is like when the Olympics officially start, although technically the Olympics started yesterday for you, today for me, because uh, I believe it's, yeah, soccer and softball competitions both started today, Thursday. Uh, I think that's because those are the longest competitions in terms of the amount of games being played and also like the length of game because uh, each game is pretty long in both sports. Uh, so, like, yeah, they have to start earlier than the actual Olympics. Uh, but, yeah, so we're going to talk about the Olympics. Actually, now that I think about it, why, why is softball in the Olympics and baseball isn't? Because they are generally the same thing, aren't they? Hold up, we're doing some research. Why is baseball? Aha, why is baseball on the Olympics? Yes, that's exactly the question. Baseball is opening to mail in The absence of the best players is the main reason for baseball being dropped for the Olympic program. And that was in 1996. 1996. Yes. So apparently, if I as I continue to <laughs> browse this article uh, while I'm talking, it seems to be that the reason baseball was removed from the Olympics is because the grouping or the population of world class baseball players was not equivalently like spread out across the world, making it a pretty unfair competition. Uh, I mean, if that's the case, I don't know why basketball is still in there. <laughs> well, I guess not. I mean, now that's very different because this year's USA basketball team is looking kind of sketch. Uh, but yeah, okay. 
Now I know. <laughs> also, apparently, hold up, wait, now I'm getting distracted. So apparently, from this article from New York Times from 16 hours ago, it's what, 10 p.m. Thursday? So that's what, 10 is, well, 12 is 10 plus 4, 6 a.m.? So today, makes sense. Softball fans are unhappy because softball players are relegated to playing on baseball fields. This is news to me because I thought baseball and softball were playing on the exact same field. <laughs> that shows my uh, expertise on batting sports. But besides the point, that's not important. That I don't know. I went so much depth about that. Uh, but yeah, Olympics are starting. And there has already been a little bit of drama regarding the Olympics. Uh I think this has been going on well before the Olympics have actually started, of course. The biggest one being some of the athletes not wanting to go to the Olympics since Japan has had a huge resurgence of COVID-19 cases as of late, as of recently, over the past, I think, two months, they've had a huge spike in cases. And that has led to like many athletes and other people involved in the Olympics and just fans in general uh, calling for it to be postponed and you know, that way Japan can focus on getting their problem fixed. And besides the athletes just calling for this, actual Japanese people, is that, is that the correct way to say that? <laughs> Japanese citizens, there we go, boom. <laughs> A lot of Japanese citizens uh, also feel the same way, and I feel like they would feel more strongly about it, because, like, of course, hosting the Olympics takes up a lot of focus for the government and whatnot, and being in their position, I would feel like they would want the government to probably be more focused on solving the problem of, you know, the pandemic, kind of a big deal, besides doing the Olympics, uh, but, you know, <laughs> governments are governments, because, uh, like, if they were to postpone these Olympics, this would be the second time, because the Olympics were supposed to happen in 2020, last year, uh, but of course, COVID stopped that from happening. And so because of that, the International Olympic Committee decided that, you know, they were not going to do that again. And, you know, as all, uh, as every, I guess you could say, entity that has its own best self-interest in mind, uh, they try to flip it, make it seem like they're doing the world a favor you know, by saying like, oh, the Olympics bring the world together and the world needs that. Now, more than ever, and to be fair, I do agree with that. I do agree with that. Any huge global event brings the world together. Look at the World Cup, right? Everyone is happy and giddy during the World Cup, even the Euros this year. I mean, that's, you know, confined just to European countries, but still, you know, worldwide people are watching, and it just gives people, you know, a way to be distracted from the crapness of the world and just escape something else, something more fun. And, you know, just bring people together. That is an agreeable thing. Uh, but as we know with all entities that have their own best interest in mind, uh, there's much more to it than that, right? Hosting the Olympics is a very expensive ask for the host country. And that's, a, that's pretty much a given, right? Like, I'm pretty sure everyone... Could easily figure that out, but like you know, they have to build a bunch of stadiums, 
uh, upgrade infrastructure to be able to, you know, handle a large influx of people. They have to expand lodging and living spaces, you know, to handle that large influx of people. Uh, on top of that, you know, you have, what, thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people that have to be paid uh, from building all the stuff to managing all the stuff. You got security, sanitation, vendors, all that stuff. All of this is pretty expensive, and most of this is upfront cost, right? It's a the country has to pay all of this stuff upfront before the game start because they have to prepare this stuff before the game start. So they're putting a lot of money down in order to host uh, the Olympics, but because they are the host nation, they are willing to do this because they know. That it will make all of the money back and a whole lot more from that very same large influx of people. So it's more like an investment, right? And they're looking uh, for a return on the investment. They're planning for the return on the investment, which is why they would take up, uh, you know, the the mantle of hosting. Because, I mean, you, you get a lot more than just money from hosting the Olympics, uh, you get a bunch of worldwide exposure, which would further increase tourism for years to come, you know, well after the Olympics. That helps out. Uh, so, yeah, it's a steep investment, but it's an even steeper return on said investment. But that only happens. You only get that return if the Olympics actually happen. I mean, that's pretty self. That's pretty common sense. <laughs> but like just. just oh, God, John. Don't mess up speaking now. Japan has spent the last, you know, few years doing all this stuff, building the new stadiums, upgrading infrastructure, all that good jazz, putting in the investment to be able to host the Olympics, right? This has cost them a metric crap ton of money. And they do this because they're expecting a return on that investment. The further back the Olympics get pushed, the longer Japan has to wait for that return on the investment, right? And even with them moving forward with the Olympics now, they still aren't going to make as much money as they would have hoped to or expected to because they have to limit, you know, the amount of people that can even come in general. Uh, two, there aren't many people who want to come uh, because, I mean, there are many people who just, don't want to travel across the globe right now. Doesn't even matter to where, but they don't want to travel across the globe. But then even more so, they don't want to travel to a country that has, you know, seen an increase of COVID-19 cases. So like tourism at the current moment is still at a pretty steep all-time low. And tourism is what fuels the Olympics, money-wise at least. Uh, and so with that, and the uproar from athletes and, you know, other people talking about the problem of the virus. Uh, you know, Japan has also had to come out and make a bunch of changes, like limiting the amount of people that can actually go into the stadiums that they just built. And this further reduces the amount of money you would make from ticket sales, right? Because you just built this really huge stadium that should seat, what, I don't know, 90,000 people perhaps. And you're expecting for each one of those seats to be paid for and filled with tickets. Uh, and then now you have to limit stadium capacity 25%. So that's 75% of what you expected to make. You're not going to make at all. Because not only people 
don't want to come or anything like that. I mean, they're still that, you know, involved. But you legally can't allow it to happen or you will just have like a huge uh, pandemic level problem (laughs) if you do that. And, you know, especially with all eyes being on your country, that's not a good look for you. Probably don't want that, you know, to go down on national television. Uh, But all of these are making these specific Olympics, 2021 Olympics, look like a pretty bad investment from Japan. But at the same time, you can't really blame them because at the time that they won the bid for the Olympics, COVID wasn't a thing, right? Like this was many, many years ago. And so no one could have really saw this coming, right? Although with that, it does seem like postponing the games again would be the better move. Just so that, you know, you can have them when more people are A, willing to travel, but also A, able to travel. I'm not supposed to be B. <laughs> I said A twice. B, able to travel. Uh, but I also believe that the Japanese committee considered this to be an option because it seemed like the pretty obvious thing to do. Of course, you know, they could decide against it because there are many things that, you know, I don't know about that go into hosting the Olympic Games. And those things may have forced their hand uh, into continuing on with the Games. But I do think uh, what is more likely the reason is the IOC themselves, the International Olympic Committee, Because just like Japan is losing money the longer they postpone the games, in the end, they're still going to make their money, right? It may not be this year or next year if they're going to keep postponing the games, but eventually the games will happen and they will happen in Japan. And so they will eventually inevitably get their money, right? The IOC, on the other hand, deals with contracts. Right. And those are very time sensitive. You can't just wait and say, okay, we'll eventually get it, you know, get it through. Contracts have beginning and end dates, and those don't change based off of external circumstances. Right. Those are, they're they're legally bound to those types of things. So, like, we all know that Coke, right, is they're a huge sponsor for the Olympics, one of the biggest, uh, if not, and they pay massive amounts of money to be able to do that, to be able to, you know, put their logo all over the place. And they have a contract that will eventually expire. And the Olympics are somewhat set in stone for when they happen. Of course, you know, with COVID happening and pushing things around, those are one of the things you don't plan for. But you expect the Olympics to happen every single four years. So for the Spanish contract, you can easily predict how many Olympic games are going to happen. So then you can easily predict, you know, how often you'll be able to put your logo in front of people. And Olympic Games are pretty huge. That's a world that's worldwide exposure uh, for the brand. And so you know what you're paying for. You're expecting to get, you know, X amount of exposure from doing this. You're expecting, you know, an X amount of games to happen, right? Because if they don't happen, you're pretty much just paying for nothing, 
right? Like, the reason they're paying all this money is so that their brand can be in as many faces as possible, uh, you know, all across the globe, worldwide, everyone is saying, let's go drink some Coke, right? If they don't get that opportunity, then they're just giving money away pretty much with no return on the investment, right? The same goes for all the other sponsors of the tournament, you know, big or small, right? They want, like, they are paying for their brand to be seen. If that's not happening, essentially just wasting money in their eyes they're just wasting money and not even in their eyes just financially speaking you are wasting money if you're paying for something and not getting what you're paying for you're wasting money uh but the money that they spend on these sponsorships like just like the money that you know the host country spends to host the games they are investments right these are investments are made with an expectation that they will get a return on them. The quality of the investment is determined by the return of the investment, right? If you invest a lot of money and you see a huge uptick uh, in sales, then you can say, okay, that was a good investment, right? So poor returns means a poor investment. Poor investment means that you're not going to invest again because why would you invest in a poor investment? That then leads to less money coming to the IOC, and that is an absolutely terrible, egregious thing that can happen, in their eyes at least. And so if they postponed again, that would mean pushing it back to 2022, because you only have about two months of summer to do the literally called Summer Olympics. Can't do that in the winter. (laughs) So... You know, you only have two months, so if they postpone this year again, they wouldn't be able to do it again till next year, right? That'll be 2022. If they do that, then the next Summer Olympics would only be two years afterwards, and that would mess up qualifications for other people, rest and whatnot. And so in order for that to be fixed, they would have to then push the next Olympics back two years, which would inevitably be a domino effect forever shifting the Olympic Games, at least the Summer Olympic Games, back two years, right? And if they do that, that would ruin the amount of Olympic Games taking place in the already time-constrained contracts they have with their sponsors, right? Because you push everything back, that means there will inevitably be one game or two Olympic Games that would be pushed out that was previously considered within the contract, right? That would then ruin the expected return on investment of the sponsors, which then leads to it being called a bad investment. You see, it's all connected. <laughs> I mean, and there, there's some other aspects of all of this that like, I, I do want to go into uh, in a later episode. Uh, but this is just something I want to touch on since Olympics are starting today. And this relates to that. Uh, you know, It's just like talking about the decisions being made and presuming why certain decisions are being made. Of course, I don't know the truth behind why they decide to keep it going. If there is a massive outbreak because of the Olympic Games, oh boy. (laughs) Heads are going to roll. Heads are definitely going to roll. I don't know whose heads. Whose heads? Whose heads? Yeah, it works. I don't know whose heads are going to be rolling, but heads are definitely probably going to roll. 
Uh, will I be watching the Olympics? Absolutely not. <laughs> and it's not like I don't care. I mean, I kind of really don't care, but like, I just can't really be bothered to sit down for a couple of hours to watch the competition. Like I have a lot of other things that I could be doing and probably most likely should be doing. Uh, so, you know, I don't think I can sit down to, to watch all of that stuff. Also, I don't think I've sat down to watch the entirety of any sporting event in like a couple of years at this point. Like, not even the Super Bowl, because like sporting events they just take way too long. Like, I don't got time for that, man. <laughs> this is why I live off of the highlights, right? Pretty much every league for every sport, they have a YouTube channel and they post the highlights of all matches and games that take down. So, like, I said that take down, that go down. Uh, so, that pretty much boils, you know, any one to three hour sporting event into a 10 to 15 minute video, right? And then I can stomach all of that in one quick sitting. In fact, I can watch, like, four highlights of games in the span of, like, 30 minutes to an hour, which, if watching them all live, would take me... Four to twelve hours. See what I'm saying? You save so much more time just watching the highlights, and you could weave that in doing other stuff. It's all about time, man. Time and efficiency. That's what's important. Uh, although to be fair, even with the highlights, sometimes like those highlights, they they go on for a little bit too long. It really just depends on like the sport, like how invested I am. Not even into the sport, but also the teams that are playing, which will determine if I actually even watch the entirety of the highlights, which will kind of, like, skip through it. <laughs> Dude, I'm so impatient. Jesus Christ, now that I'm saying that out loud. Uh, but either way, you know, I really do hope the Olympics just go down with no events, not no events, no incidents happening, because, you know, that would just make things so, so much worse. Uh, it would not be a good look for the Olympics. It would not be a good look for Japan as a whole, uh, you know, not only from the world point of view, but internally, like, you know, the, the citizens of Japan that are struggling and suffering from the COVID outbreaks, like it would not, <laughs> that would not be pleasant for your country to somewhat kind of ignore you a little bit and still go on with the Olympics and whatnot. And then, like, create a super spreader event because of the Olympics. Like, that would just... <laughs> that would be no bueno. Uh, but, hey, as things go, things go. I'm just going to keep track of, like, which countries are winning the most medals. That's all that really matters, right? <laughs> all that really matters is who's getting the most medals and... Uh, the accumulate a we're not saying it we're not going to say it in the totalness the totality of those numbers sure we'll rock with that it's getting pretty late i can't talk anymore <laughs> but if you like this episode enjoy the podcast give it a like give it a follow good rating all that good jazz let me know that's like of course if you do like it share it with your friends because good friends give friends good things and you want to be a good friend so give your friend a good thing if you want to follow me on social media it is at guy that hat on the igs and as always 8 a.m eastern same time same place every single day i hope you have an absolutely amazing day i hope your life is filled with dreams coming true sunshine maybe a little bit of roses unless you're allergic to roses then whatever flower is your preference you know when people like okay maybe this is just me 
Okay? This is just me. But, like, when people smell flowers, what are they smelling? I have... I have put my face in flowers, bro. I smell nothing. All right, I smell nothing. Like I smell like flower, bro. I just smell <laughs> like 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 or like I don't get it. Like people be like, "Oh, these flowers smell so good, bro." They smell like flowers. Like literally, all flowers practically smell the same. At least to me, they do. Like <laughs> I don't get it. I don't understand it. But like, oh, stop. And smell the roses. Dude, roses just smell like grass, bro. Like, why would I want to stop and smell that? <laughs> oh, boy. But, yeah, I hope you have an absolutely amazing day. I will see you tomorrow. Have a good one.